Welcome back to another episode of the Shift Drink Podcast. I'm Edward Russell, as always, sitting here with Arthur Black. Um, yeah, Arthur's not had a lot of sleep, but he's found out the meaning of life. Uh, I I'm have not going to be. I'm not going to go away. Found the meaning of life within one word. And by the way, that's my first alm. I'm not. A, I'm, I'm not an almer. Yeah, almer. It's like people. <laughs> I, like I did on alm. I understand alm is a concept, and even the vibration in the room is, is hypersensitive and awesome. I'm just not an omer. I, I, I think I've converted to 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 being an omer now. An omer. This is gonna be a hell of an episode, man. Because we've be. been sitting here for about 25 minutes already, <laughs> and like you guys are. Uh, if this you guys is, this is gonna be one of the most entertaining episodes we've had in quite some time. We've got Rick Edwards with us here today, and we're gonna be talking scotch, maybe. Oh <laughs> my. <laughs> scotch. Man, Aum scotch. he's got some stories. You guys I both have stories, some stories, baby. man. So I guess uh, as we start rolling here, um, we usually talk, talk a little bit about, you know, right when we get started, you know, what you had to drink last night. But I'm, I think I've got a, probably, a pretty good idea of what you had to drink last night. So you might also mention. Well, I, I, I was on an airplane from Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. So I flew from Los Angeles into, where the hell am I? Indianapolis. <laughs> Thank you, Detroit. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in Indianapolis. Thank you. They have a fine selection of uh, rosé on those flights, I understand. <laughs> it's not a fine selection. Do you, I'm not, do, do I'm you not bring mentioning my airline. Huh? Do you bring your own scotch? Uh, I do not bring my own scotch because you can't travel with scotch, no, no, man. No, no, so no, usually no, when no, I fly into bottles. a town, I know a lot of people like literally like they're taking advantage of that baggy rule. Like, oh yeah, and, and I, I know people that will put a dozen in a baggie. And I never thought of that, and I was like, wow, if I thought of that when I was really hardcore drinking, God help me. <laughs> what is that? A dozen of airplane bottles? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know how much that would have saved on expense accounts. I didn't. Yeah, for that shit. Just kidding. That's what expense accounts are for. <laughs> it is, man. No, honestly, uh, guys, yesterday, I I flew all day, man. Yeah. So I, I flew all day. I got in last night at midnight. I woke <laughs> up, and uh, yeah, so, I mean, sitting here with you fellas, I'm drinking the Glenlivet 15-year-old. That's the first drink I've had since yesterday. What did you drink last Going night? Going through withdrawals, you see. What did you drink last night, Rick? Last night, uh, you know what? I had a cup of coffee on the airplane. I we got already home. asked him that, didn't we? We did already yeah. ask him that. <laughs> I don't but, know. But he answered, Let's go on to this. Yeah. He, did, he so, answered differently this time, though. This way. I did not drink last night because I was on an aircraft. I got off the aircraft. I went to bed. I woke I, I, up, I, I, and now I, I, we're okay, getting this I, party look, started. All right, so I, I got to say something right here. Um, this is going to be a fun interview because the past 25 minutes of us not being on the air would have been like one of our best shows ever. So, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. No, 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 we, we're going to have to focus on this, guys, because I know the rails are fucking... We're They're off. off. They're already off. We're off. We got, we only, no, we got wheels off. came off, right? We're off the rails. The wheels came off. Wheels on we the bus go round hour. and round, round and round. We, we only got an hour and a half, right? Um, yes, we do. Okay, less. so I, I got a suggestion. Because we're all going to be talking at the same time. Wait, gonna... How many people are changing the station right now? Are you guys still listening? Oh, no. Trust me, keep tuned, oh, stay no. tuned. It's going to get better, I swear. It's going to get better. Get no. bored, speak easy. They had a great episode this week, then come back to us. <laughs> if you want mayhem, stay tuned. If you want education, stay tuned. Can we just cheers to life? Yeah, yeah man. So let's what, drink some Scott. How, what are we drinking? This is the Glenlivet 15-year-old, man. We're going to do a little... Everybody out there listening to you, you're fucking blessed. And when you get bitter, shame on you. I'm sorry you're not here with us because we're drinking the Glenlivet 15-year-old French oak. 
reserve. And <laughs> I'm already pretty, like half but, done with but, my glass while you guys were arguing the universe. Or <laughs> we're on a topic right now, and there's plenty of time to talk about this whiskey. I love what we're doing. I like the fact that we're connecting with listeners. I want to hear what you think about this oh, whole man. concept of just life-altering change. I, I've had several life-altering moments in my life. But we're not going to talk about that right now. I want no, to hear man, your story. I want to no, hear no, all no, about I, yours. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> now this Go isn't on. a show about me, man. Uh, no, but my, the, my biggest life-altering not... moment is happening as we sit here at this table about a mile from here. I've got my brand new bar that opened 45 minutes ago. But wait, does... wait, wait, wait. Your brand new bar. Brand new bar, yeah. What's the, it called? Grand opening. The Inferno Room just opened. Inferno uh, Room. I'm sorry, an hour ago. In Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a tiki bar. Tiki we bar. talked about it on our last tiki episode, bar. so yeah, it's a tiki bar. All right, bar. so you guys yeah. have yeah. already covered it. We're, we're going to be uh, we're going to be heading there for drinks a little bit later. Uh, just to stroke Ed a little bit, because it's pleased. <laughs> Why not stroke Ed? <laughs> Let's all stroke Ed for a it's, little bit. It's good to pay forward. You know what I'm saying? Ed's not giving himself enough credit. I mean, this cat went from you know managing uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in an extraordinary small amount of time yep. to running nearly a half a dozen of some of the most important restaurants in town. And Congratulations. That, that blows my fucking mind. Yeah, that's the fucking partners do all the hard work, man. You know, people, people will ask me, after 20-some 20, 20 years, 22 years in the whiskey industry, everybody's like, Ricky, do you ever want to open your own whiskey bar? I'm like, why the hell would I want to do that? Yeah. I'm like, why do I want to spend 90 hours a week it's nuts, opening man. a bar? Like, it, it's opening a bar... It's not fun. It's, it's a fucking pain in the ass. Yes, yeah. Rick, Rick, I got an important question to ask you, man. Yeah, man. Tell me something that you are most proud of you've done. It's most mind-blowing so that you can join the other two boners on the side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> the other two boners? Oh, my dude, God. Dude, you missed so many stories oh, when dude. you were on the sidewalk, dude. No, was, man. And speaking of boners. Dude, I had a good life, at, brother. At some point in time, we got to talk about Priapus. Yeah. At some point in point? Yeah. Probably. The suck metal. To go back. I love my right. metal. Um, no, yeah, but when you were out in your car, man, guys, he was at the Aussie show the, where he bit the head off. Is, is, you know, is, is, it's well, an open-ended it, it, question. What you just asked me is hard for me to answer. Yeah. Here's all I can say is I am fortunate enough to do what I love to do. I'm fortunate enough to do what I'm meant to do. Like, honestly, I've done a lot of shit in my world. And I'm doing, with Pernod Ricard and the Glenlivet Distilleries and Abelauer Distilleries, I'm, I'm doing exactly what my life is meant to do. And I love what I do, man. But I've had some fun along the way, man. I've, <laughs> trust me, I've had a lot of fun. I've done a lot of crazy things along the way. But for me, when we're talking about what is life, what is the meaning of life, when you said that you went back and you it. saw the meaning of life, I get it. Like, I am at that point that I'm doing what I love why would I open a whiskey bar? That's too much damn work. I don't want to do too much damn work. I'm in a different city every day talking to people like you guys. I'm going to different bars. I'm going to different country clubs. You've met somebody else like us? Huh? You've met I have other never people met like anybody like you. <laughs> you cats are bloody insane, man. Let me tell you. I was going to say, the well, only time I met cats as crazy as you is when I was on the Iron Maiden tour. <laughs> No, I was I never was on an Iron Maiden tour. I got I to gotta meet this guy. I was no, no. I've got some friends in the industry, the rock and roll industry, and they tell me about their life on the road, and I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, I'm not rock and roll. I am rock and roll, but I'm not in the rock and roll business, but I live the lifestyle of being on tour. 
I'm on tour every you're day. On, you're on a flight and the every only day? thing worse than being on the road is being off the road. So get me back out of the streets, man. It goes through phases. It calls you. I, I can only make it so long, you know. But um, speaking of rock stars, is there an actual band called Pripus? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I believe there is. Yeah. Okay, because I'm talking about the Greek god of fertility who yeah. has a continuous yeah. penis. Yeah. I just want to make sure uh, I, I wasn't yeah, that's saying. the same band, yes. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you knew I was talking about a dick and not a band. Is, I, guess, I guess is what I'm saying. We always, a band, a we dick. Always What's assume. the difference? We always just assume. You know, we, we do all live like rock stars in this business. No, we we do. No, say that. Say that again. We do all live like rock stars in this business. We that live was exactly like rock stars. Right. The same. I'm amazed. Yeah. We love what we do. It's our passion. We're all pursuing a passion, and I'm a metalhead, man. I love rock and roll. I love heavy metal. I always have. Um, and I love what I do with my job, with Pernell Ricard, man. I, I get to travel. I get to meet people. I get to do stuff like this with you guys. That's I want to be me. No. I like to be me. I, I like to... to, to this is, I'm, I'm saying that what you just said like yeah. directly corresponds to my one word to the meaning of life. Which that is what? No, I'm not going to tell anybody. Oh, God. At least you're 41 years old. You're like, I got this secret. But I'm not <laughs> going to tell you. I'm 41, <laughs> you bastards. But I'm not going to tell you my secret. This is so marketable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's marketable. No, I, I will tell everybody. Our 14 listeners are now emailing. But I'm getting the biggest kick to see like what people like dig inside themselves to, to, to see. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the meaning of life to me. I'm talking about the meaning of life to the motherfucking universe, you, baby. Yeah. Seriously. Time has something to do with the meaning of life. So let's get back to this. Uh, what did, and this is relevant to this yes. actual fucking conversation, yeah. a lot of people like want to be. I smell what you're stepping in. Uh, that, <laughs> I, I smell what you're stepping in. I'm that means I'm following you. I understand what you're saying. I smell what you're stepping in. And we're about no, to really, you know, I, make our I, footprint. I, I, we're about I, to I, make I, a footprint. I, I get the metaphor, but for a second, my mind wondered. Again, <laughs> I have not had a lot of sleep. But I think I'm doing pretty fucking good, considering 10 hours of sleep and 195 hours. Wow. A lot of people that we know want to... Um, be brand ambassadors, you know. I mean, it's, it's a uh, thing. Yes, we all do. So I have two questions. One, yes, how'd you get there? Two, I got three questions. Two, how saturated do you think the market is with brand ambassadors? And then three, uh, give me a second. Do how often do you worry about job security because you are an addition? You you are an extra. And when bean count, when shit goes south in 08 and 09, when the when the economy went to shit. I know a lot of fucking yeah, master sommeliers and a lot of masters of wine <laughs> oh, that I lost their questions. fucking education job. Master of See, dude, I'm telling you, my. Oh, I love for, these questions. <laughs> these questions are so good. I the love these questions. Everybody, and it, it scares the shit out of me to answer. <laughs> I can answer honestly and truly, and I can answer as a representative of one of the world's largest whiskey brands. And that's a dichotomy right there. You gotta understand, I'm still on the clock. I, like, I'm on the clock. Like, yeah, I, sure. I'm representing the world's biggest Scotch whiskey distillery in the world. And so I gotta be really careful of how I answer your questions. So I wanna take your questions and your questions, put them together, and then I'm gonna tell you what it means to be a brand no, absolutely. ambassador. Absolutely, I would love to hear that because the brand ambassador position is something that didn't even exist several decades ago. So, like, I mean, you're I was, like first I wave, was, right? I was there in the beginning. Right, yeah. 
Um, I was and, there in the beginning. And I remember when you, there was no such thing. I mean, that's like a fucking dream job. If you would have gone back a couple, yeah. you know, 22 years ago, 23 years ago, like, hey, we'll pay you to just go around and talk about our booze. Yeah. I mean, yeah, how, especially now, because there's a lot of kids that are like, I mean, having those jobs thrown at them, but it's, it's changing. I mean, I feel like it is you as a, as kind of a, a the term brand class, ambassador right. is changing. Exactly. We don't even know what the hell a brand ambassador is right. anymore. And I guess that's, that's, so that would be different... what, how I would like to expand on like what he asked you about, like, how did you get to where you are? Because it's a different, what you're doing for the company is different than like maybe what some of the other like quote ambassadors are doing. 20 years ago. Right. Yes. So a brand ambassador I mean, even if you Google the word ambassador, what you're, you're representing, you are the statesman of a specific distillery, industry, uh, political view, whatever an ambassador might be. So I started in 1996, and in 1996, I started working for uh, one of my competitors, Johnny Walker, which was with uh, Shefflin and Somerset back in the days. I started out as a promotional model. As a promo model. He's a good looking dude. dude. Come on, man. I'm the prettiest girl dude. you've ever seen. No, you're Come on. Right. You're like, who's the guy with the mustache and the big Lebowski with a good voice? Oh, Sam, Sam, Sam Elliott. The big, the big <laughs> yes. Sam Elliott. My mind's working in weird ways. I, I, I right? love that you compared me to Sam Elliott. <laughs> well, it, um, it, uh, d- uh, Oh, okay. I'll your, just your, say, your mustache isn't quite as epic. No, <laughs> no, not, no, 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 it's not. He, yeah. he is I, no, a little I said bit. I love that you compared <laughs> Sam Elliott. That he's, guy right there is an idol. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. And, and can I just say, rest in peace, Burt Reynolds, man. Oh yeah, yeah. we yeah. miss you, Burt. Burt, we then, love and you. And then, so who's the third? And we, we just we, talked about him. We had uh, Aretha Sam Elliott. We have Burt Reynolds, and of course Aretha Franklin. Huh? Aretha Franklin never had a mustache. No. Uh, I, I think it's Tom Selleck. Yeah. Look, Tom Selleck, okay. you're still alive. We love you, Tom. No, Tom Selleck is not dead. Aretha Franklin never had a mustache. Damn it, follow me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, Alex oh, Trebek just we grew a beard instead of a mustache. Well, you two know. were. Yeah, I have a very yeah. big beard. You I, yeah. two were. You and I both yeah. have very big, healthy beards. You two were. I was stuck on the, the dying threes, like oh, awesome people oh, at dying oh, threes. Aretha so, Franklin. While you're talking shit about Aretha Franklin having a mustache, God rest her soul. I don't know where soul. this conversation is away. I'm saying I her. Me either. Welcome to shift drink, buddy. Aretha Franklin, Burt Reynolds, I'm, I'm and saying her and Burt, and then I heard you say Sam Elliott, and I was like, Sam Elliott fucking died? No, Sam Elliott. No. For the record, Sam it, Elliott has not died. Right. I was like, I was getting a little worried uh, for a Sam second. Elliott is still alive and well and making movies. Which one's Sam Elliott? <laughs> the one you talked about. <laughs> Jesus, what is going on? Dude, this, is, this is the best podcast I've ever done. Oh my God, this is great. Dude, if people are I not, did not tuning in now, like, if people are just now tuning in, you're at the best right now. <laughs> this uh, is everything a, before this point is just it's worth always shit. leading up to this. Fortunately, my I, I, I need like, like DMT or something look. for the rest. Wait, DMT? You want to talk about DMT? My ex-wife. So, gentlemen, can I just make something yeah. very clear? Yeah. This podcast has not. It, it's not a whiskey podcast. It's a <laughs> podcast talking about shit that people just don't address, right? Yeah. yeah. So DMT, my ex-wife took DMT. And when she took DMT, she was like, I left this bloody world. And she was like, I understood the meaning of life. Getting back to your 
<laughs> your previous podcast. What? Uh, not podcast. Your previous uh, line of uh, line of thought. What was, DMT. What was DMT, oh, DMT was a drug that my ex-wife took, and she was like, "I understood the world." Do we yeah. want to go back into that, or do we want to stay on the Burt Reynolds? I would love to talk about. Do we want to stay on the Reynolds? I would love to talk about some whiskey. No, 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 oh, no I, I'll talk about in, whiskey. In two and a half years long, of doing this show, yeah. we have yet to breach the topic. Yeah, of I want to go back to where we were, where we, I can't say started, but one of the earlier questions that we have yet to address. But when we talked about you like getting moving in this in '96, man, when nobody had this job. Like, yeah. there was a handful of people doing Nobody this. this. And, like, the gen world, right? Like, I mean, that kind of started out. I mean, you know what? One of, one of my biggest mentors was Stephen Bill. Stephen Bill, um, one of the original masters of scotch in the United States. Um, I, I owe a lot to Steve. I love you, Steve, if you're listening to this. Um, <coughs> I started this business in 1996 with Johnny Walker. I launched Johnny Walker Gold Label. And I'm not talking about Johnny Walker. So, so for my people, this is not a Johnny Walker uh, yeah. uh, conversation. As side but eyes. it's like I started in 1996, and then I spent 10 years with a uh, competitive brand. And then I left that competitive brand and I branched out to be a consultant. And I worked on several different distilleries like, um, you know, Glenn Fittick and the Balvenie. And I worked on Glenn Morangy and Ardveg. And then finally, in 1997, uh, the Glenn the Glenlivet, the single malt that started it all. They actually reached out to me and they're like, we want to bring you on board. And man, I look back over the last years. But what was the job position they're bringing you on board for? Like, as an ambassador. But that's what they were even as, calling it back then? As an ambassador. They just and, said, and the funny thing is, is let's look at the word ambassador. It has changed. A lot, man. Yeah. So much. Celebrities are ambassadors. Oh, uh, yeah. Hot girls in tight dresses that's are where, ambassadors. Well, right, that's more I was thinking. It was like, you know, you see the, like the, the shot. gentlemen in kilts are ambassadors. Yeah. So, so what the hell is an ambassador? What does an ambassador mean? And it, so let me ask you a question. Yeah, to man. you, what does the word scotch ambassador mean to you? Who is when a When I think about an ambassador, I think it has gotten muddied. It you, is you know, because... Muddy. Like it, like you said, you just, How do you it's been, it's it? the shot girl. It's the, you know, girls walking around giving away celebrity swag. endorsement or it's the celebrity. Like, uh, the, who's the bourbon? Uh, Matthew McConaughey is doing the bourbon now with, uh, I'm not dropping you know, Turkey, names, I but yes. yeah, yeah. Doing Turkey, but like, yeah, all that stuff. But it's like, changed. what, what I would like to see out of it is like a lot more in tune with what you do with like an educational component where you're like, when you're doing, still doing the traveling, you're still like kind of hitting up. You know, uh, I always I always rip on Arthur for way way uh, less than that um, for calling us all accounts. I'm like, we're people, man. We're not just accounts. But like, you know, hitting up accounts and like educating. You know, I think a lot of times when you see ambassadors, they're just they know how to tow the company line and they know the, like the 17 talking points. But like if you ask the question outside around that, or like a more abstract question about Scotch whiskey production or whatever, they Deer in headlights, and then you're like, eee, ask a different question because you don't want to make them look stupid, yeah. you know? Well, and keep in mind, we answer the questions we want to answer. We don't always answer the questions like politicians. you ask. 
And I don't want to say that ambassadors across the United States sure. are politicians. But, you know, it's like a lot of times when I meet with media, they will ask me questions about things that I'm not allowed to talk about. Right, yeah. yeah. Or I'm not um, allowed to divulge. So I answer the questions that I want to answer. And if you ask me a question right now, I'm going to try to give you the best 100% honest answer I can. But if it goes against, if it goes against what our, uh, you know, our next year plan is, there's certain secrets. And right, when I say yeah. secrets, oh, yeah, we're talking right. about like the Glenlivet Code, which is shrouded by secrets. Is this shrouded by secrecy? This is shrouded by secrecy. Oh, I need a glass and when of you secrecy. ask me about the Glenlivet Code, <laughs> there's not a whole lot I can answer until next year. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to have to taste it. Did some you like that, that segue? That's yeah, nice. Was that a, well, was that a that good was, segue? That was, a, that was a really nice attempt by Kevin earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so so, so the, word, yeah. the word ambassador has been diluted over the years. Yeah, that's and when a good people word are like, for it. What the hell is a master of scotch? I mean, to be honest with you, a master of scotch is a title. It's not like we uh, are master psalms. Have you ever met a ma uh, master sommelier? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so although we have, we have long gone through this conversation, Rick, he's sat for the master's test twice. <laughs> Have you ever met a master sommelier? He loves them. Oh, uh, <laughs> some you're, of his favorite you're people. Pretty much looking at one. A master sommelier, right? You no, know, no, seriously. The, the the only test that I couldn't pass was the fucking popularity test. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've met a few fucking master sommeliers yeah, in my day. A, a few master sommeliers. Just a right? few. Just a few. So when people are like, "What is a master of Scotch?" Apart from being a master psalm and a master of scotch is, um, so people can go and they can take, they can test out for uh, psalm one, level one, level two, level three, whatever. But for master of scotch, it's not something that you test out on. It's something that you have to be invited to. Okay. And that is my answer to this is... Joe Schmo and John Doe and G.I. Jane cannot just go and take the level courses to become a, uh, a master of scotch. You have to be invited to become a master okay, so of scotch, when you're, but which means <clears throat> 10 years, five to 10 years of, of um, service in the industry to begin with. Clarify, you, yes, have, you, have, you have to be invited to do the master sommelier exam. Okay, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but with that said, Arthur, and <laughs> Arthur would not do go you, back. Do you have to be invited to level one some? Or can no, anybody no. take level one? Anyone can because they want the money for the organization. So anybody can. Yeah. They, they, they let a fucking dog take level one that takes six, seven hundred bucks or eight hundred bucks. And you're going to stand behind that <laughs> statement? On air? I, yeah, <laughs> oh, he will. On air, he will. In the state, you have, again, Rick. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't come close to having an idea of what goes on in my head or in my my history. No, sir. I'm here. <laughs> Yet he's still calling you sir. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's. Uh, he's do keep polite. in mind, I spent six years in the army, so six years in the military. <laughs> sir comes out as a natural, uh, a, a natural address. And you're a Midwesterner, so it's uh, natural. Hey, yeah. So I'm from <laughs> Iowa, and I'm also a military man. So if I call you guys sir, do not take that. Mm. You know, too far. It's just my upbringing. I love it. It's no, always no, it's, polite, it's man. It's funny, yeah. I, and this isn't me being paranoid. I don't think that, that you're doing this. It's almost like he read my bio 
and is like I fucking with me. I actually did not read your bio <laughs> <laughs> at all. I did not read. He's the like, bio I'm gonna find out which I'm buttons like, to push. Were we meeting today? I don't even know these guys' names. Yeah. You know what? Well, I didn't fucking know you either. Man. <laughs> that was a high five. In case you didn't hear that, assholes. <laughs> I oh love this episode. <laughs> By the way, we've, we've uh, now drank about a half a bottle of. Uh, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting girl. there. Well, I moved um, on. I moved on to the, uh, the oh, segue. You, we're, <laughs> we're on to the code. Because we have listeners at, at all different levels. We have listeners that don't think, you know, like, oh, well, I like whiskey, but I don't like scotch. And by the way, <clears throat> listeners, thank you for staying with us because it's been a long fucking broadcast. I'm just saying <laughs> thanks for staying with us. <laughs> we're thanks, good, so, man. So, so, yeah. It's been educational. It's been educational. Now we're getting into the dirty. And then I'm asking these questions again, but thank them. They should be thanking us. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> well, no, we, uh, yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome. I'm having so much fun. Scotland, where does it rank in terms of production? The different, you know, how Scotch, a very brief primer, elementary, please, on um, production of it. And uh, then the major categories. And once we get through that, would you please tell us some, like, history? So Scotch whiskey, single malt Scotch whiskey has been in double-digit growth since the mid-80s. Double-digit growth since the uh, mid-80s. We also realize that rum, your Rum is on the rise, and rum is really the next category that we're expecting to grow. Um, I think that there has been a little bit of wavering between the rum industry and the scotch whiskey industry. Um, I would love to see rum grow at the speed that single malt scotch is growing. I think it'll. It's going to start happening. I mean, already there's a lot of scotch rum bottlers Mm -hmm. and. Independent bottlers in the UK. So, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I just recently got back from uh, Cuba. And so oh, I spent you? my 50th birthday in Cuba. Oh, nice. Uh, Havana, Cuba. And uh, 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 Havana Club was amazing. And it's so sure different nothing from to do with being whiskey. around drinking in Cuba. Yeah, being right around <laughs> the rum and the cigars. But here's the deal about Scotch whiskey is like, I've spent the last 22 years in the Scotch whiskey industry. I was part of the rise of. The regional differences. Lowlands, highlands, Speyside islands, coastal distilleries, island distilleries. I mean, keep in mind, like, um, back in the 1980s, that was really a big focus on regional differences. But let me give you some truth right now. I think regional, regional differences are not so important today think that's falling away? as they were in the 1980s. Because in the highlands, we can make smoky whiskey. Sure. In the islands, we can make fruity whiskey. In Speyside, we can make, you know, a grainy whiskey. We can create different styles of whiskeys. The way we work our stills and the way we buy our grains, we can create but different whiskeys within every di- different that, region. can like, make that a little bit... Like addressing what we were talking about before we got rolling today, yeah, about duca and such, <laughs> yeah. But um, that that's real confusing, you know, for a, a, it is a confusing for a, a novice and a, a novice Scotch drinker when you go to a liquor store and you're like, okay, I don't know, I had you know whatever, I had a, a Glenlivet 15, and I really dug it, um, but if but the Glenlivet 12 was too light and fruity, for right? Me. I mean, so and you know, what, what do you? How does somebody navigate that and find out, like, kind of when you're at that novice level? How does one navigate that? I'm going to answer that question. The way you navigate around uh, regional differences is this. Never drink the same whiskey twice in a row. Try something different every time. Like, 
What is your go-to whiskey? I'm gonna ask you personally, what is your go-to whiskey? And that's okay, if you don't say the Glenlivet, I will forgive you. Oh no, but I'm what not is a big go-to. I really, I don't have a go-to scotch. I'm you gonna, don't have a go-to. I don't. Um, Why? Well, you know what? I take that back. Um, I, I guess my go-to scotch would be the one I have on my shelf at home, right? Okay. I have 95 bottles of rum. I got a one bottle of gin. Yes. And I have um, a bottle of Ardbeg on my, yes. on my shelf. So, that, right, so that you said Ardbeg. That would be my go-to. Love Ardbeg. Love Ardbeg. Uh, within Chivas Brothers, we don't have a whiskey that's comparable to Ardbeg. Though I've worked for distilleries in the past, I've worked for Ardbeg, I've worked for Diageo, Lagavulin, Colila, um, you know, some beautiful whiskeys out there. Here's the thing, why do you like Ardbeg? What is it about Ardbeg that you like? Well, I can identify what I like about it. I mean, I love the Give real, it. the earthiness to it. Because so I'm always looking for that, like, kind of... Um, peatiness. Well, the peatiness, but, like, I always kind of identify it with, like, that terroir, right? You know, yeah, of, yeah. of, like, because there's so few spirits out there that, like, really express where they're from. I mean, like, there's vodka. No, I can't say f so few spirits, but so expressively kind of show that dial from. into and a like when I drink rum and, yeah. and listeners yeah. of the show are and, well and aware by the way, I love Ardbeg yeah. and I know the flavor of Ardbeg right. like the back but of my hand but there's like every time I get into any scotch so like that's the one I have at home right yep because I'm a rum drinker yep um, but every time I sit down with a, with a scotch guy I'm never disappointed I just need somebody to like kind of be my Sherpa to like take me through and like what am I tasting, you know? Sure because you, at the beginning levels of anything, it's just like with wine, right? Like when I taste wine with my dad, like I'm like, taste, taste this Riesling, you know? And like, what do you, what do you taste? He's like, I don't know, wine. Yeah. I'm like, no, like, but think about it. Like think about, think yeah. more deeply. Like, I don't know, maybe peaches or something. But, it's like, so when it is, and then he's like, oh yeah, I guess I could follow that. It's like, you the like the earthiness? Kind of, I do. And I you like the that. Isla character and you I like do the like smokiness the of that. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a certain barley sugar. Certainly. A certain, a certain barley sugar that coincides with that sure. peatiness. Um, however, I want you to understand that that is not only created on the island of Isla. Right. That is created anywhere we choose Anybody that wants to, to do create it. that style. Exactly. So at the Glenlivet, we could create an Isla-styled whiskey at the Glenlivet if we chose to. Right, absolutely. So my, my direction to you is start to kind of push away lowlands, highlands, Speyside, islands, because we can make grassy whiskeys in Speyside. We can make malty, fruity whiskeys in the highlands. We can make um, fruity whiskeys in, look, look at Bunahaven oh, yeah. or Brucladi. Oh, yeah. You can have non-peated whiskeys yeah. out of Isla. Yeah. So that, anyway, not to beat a dead horse, but no, totally. just, just I want you to understand that there are regional differences, absolutely, but we can create different styles of whiskey in different regions of Scotland. You feel like that's falling away now as we you yeah, know? it is. Because I mean, that's the same thing. Look at Ardmore. We, Ardmore. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I work for the Glenlivet, so I always want to talk about my brands. But yeah. Ardmore is a perfect example of having a nice peaty whiskey from the Highlands. Yeah. I, I mean, this, you see it a lot in the rum world as well. Uh, you know, people doing different things. I mean, obviously, historically, rum is, you know, made from molasses, so you can ship it anywhere in the world and make it wherever the hell you yeah. want to. Yeah. But, you know, uh, obviously there's a lot of regulations that go into, like, being able to put scotch on the label, which makes, uh, that does differentiate it. I, I, there's a, 
misperception in the rum world that there are no rules in rum. That that's just there stupid. are no rules. There's you tons say? of rules. What'd you there say? Are no, there are no rules. Right, and in, in the rum. rum world, of course there are, but they're just you know there's a thousand. There's, well, not thousand. There's a hundred different countries making rum, so they all have their own kind of traditions, yeah. regulations. But when we're talking about scotch, we are talking about one country making this. Yes. So there is legislation. It's Scotland. Right. So there and are, within Scotland, which is a very small area of the UK, we've got over a hundred different distilleries in Scotland. And of those hundred different distilleries, we're making 2,400 different what, what is it, blends? 2,400 different blends? Expressions? With, I don't know. Yeah. No, 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 no. Blends no. and expressions are different. Okay. So maybe about 2,400 different blends, and we're probably hitting about 10,000 different expressions okay. of 2,400 okay. different blends. Jesus. So when you think about blends, blends mm. is where it's at. So of 2,400 different blends coming out of Scotland with 10,000 different expressions, and by the way, don't quote me on these numbers. I'm just sure, kind of yeah, throwing yeah, it of out there. Estimates. But that goes to show that there's 96 to 110 different distilleries making 10,000 different whiskeys. So you're using the word blend, and yeah. that's always Blends is where a, it's a at, question man. where people are, are, are like, you know, the difference, and that's the question we get in the bars all the time. What's the difference between a single malt scotch and a blended? And we can get you repeat it all the, the time. Repeat the question. Blended scotch whiskey, single malt scotch whiskey. Have you ever been to the Symphony? Absolutely. And I know yeah, this man. is an yeah, over. It, it, by the way, for all you listeners out there that's listening, my yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard this all before. It's a, it's an orchestra. It's a symphony. But honestly, man, think about what the analogy is. If you have an orchestra or a symphony, and you've got all these wind pieces. By the way, I just went to Star Wars at the Hollywood <laughs> yeah. Bowl. So, 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 by the way, guys, for all you uh, whiskey geeks out there, I'm gonna like take a little break. I went to Hollywood Bowl, and it was the uh, LA Philharmonic playing every single sound of Star Wars. So they had Star Wars on the big screen. I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah, You're a man, Star of Wars course. Fan. Yeah, we we're, all we're the right Star generation, Wars. man. And Every little sound, every little violin, every little piece of music that showed up in the movie of Star Wars was played live Wow! at the Hollywood Bowl. So every time R2-D2 chirped, yeah. there was a violin really? string. Every time there was um, That's trippy, just, man. just a transition from space to Tatooine, there was music, there was sound. That was all created by instruments. How many instruments was that created? One, two, three, four, five. Tons of instruments were creating that. A single malt is an individual instrument, but the symphony is the whole orchestra. That's a blend. And people yeah, poo-poo really poo blends. Play, they do in the whiskey world. They do in the whiskey world, man. But that's why I talk about this all the time in my rum presentation. Yeah. Just like... The, the, the blenders are like the, fucking, the hidden, hidden rock stars, right? Like, I mean, yeah. they're like a little bit of Jamaican, a little bit of Barbados, a yeah. little bit of Guyana, you know? So, and like, you're talking about the exact same thing, but... Chivas Regal uses 44 different distilleries Jesus. to create. Chivas Regal, 44 different distilleries to create that flavor. Whereas a single malt has one distinctive flavor. So you've been doing this for a while. You've been with Glenlivet for a really man. long time, man. Have you like ever thought about just like parking it at a distillery and just and just doing the work? 
I mean, not that you're not working, but you got you you've got the fun <laughs> part. Like you, you get to get fun. out and like fly around and like talk about it. You know what's funny is 22 years of doing what I'm doing, and I've been with the Glenlivet for 10 years. Honestly, one of my dreams is to just throw it throw it all in and go to the Glenlivet Distillery and just work as a tour guide. Yeah, man. Yeah, right. Just like I mean, like on premises, right? Do you, yeah, yeah. Do you right. know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, I mean, about? It's not going to be. It's a, it's a step down. <laughs> Honestly, twenty-two anyway. years in the whiskey industry, ten years with the Glenlivet. I would love to go to the Glenlivet Distillery and just be like, you know what? I want to spend the next five years of just being an American tour guide. You want to know why? Because half the Americans that go to the distillery can't understand what the hell they're saying because that Scottish brogue is so old. <laughs> is that your Iowa accent coming That's out? That's my <laughs> Iowa accent right there. Yeah, yeah. So isn't it funny that, that, that most people that work at the distillery would love to be a global ambassador. Sure, yeah. And me being a national ambassador would just love to go to the distillery and just work just as give a guide tour guide. You. I've thought about that about like every time I do like a really cool I would, I would do food tours man I got a buddy um yes. my friend Kenny Dunn owns Eating Europe food food tours in Rome he does them in Rome and Amsterdam and Prague and London yep but Rome is where where he lives and I'm like god dude you got the like the life, life man isn't just every lunch you just take people around and eat yep. and cheese and Awesome. <laughs> like I love that guy, man. Hey, check him out. You know, it's like haggis and pasties. Yeah, man. <laughs> haggis and are you, are, you, are, you into, are you into the Scottish food? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love Scottish. You probably right, spend a lot of time there, yeah. I do. Yeah. So I usually go about twice a year. So about twice a year, I'm in Scotland. Um, twice a year, but for like how long? How long? Well, uh, let me say this. Uh, out of the last 22 years in the whiskey industry, I've been to Scotland 18 times. Okay. Yeah. That's 18 a lot, times. Man. I don't know if I've been home 18 times in the last month. <laughs> you know, like, this is why you don't open a whiskey bar. <laughs> this is why you don't. No, honestly, everybody's like, Rick, you should open your own whiskey bar. I'm like, it just sounds like too much work. It man. is, it's man. Like, it's a lot. I, I, I kind of think that if I open my own whiskey bar, there's a lot of passion that would be lost. And the thing about my job is I love the passion I have for my job. Your continued passion and without burnout is rare. Because as much as you travel, uh, yeah, yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as you fly, yeah. like you said, you were on a you were on an airplane fucking 18 hours ago. Like I talked with uh, I was talking with Angus Winchester a couple of years ago. <laughs> yes. about, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Angus. he was talking about one year that he traveled so much he literally didn't have a physical home. No. Like because yeah, dude, he was I live on the in road. Los Angeles. I'm only there one day a week. That's <laughs> you know? It. And he he had gotten to a point where he it just it was a lot, man. You know, it was yeah. just a lot. Yeah. And that's why, like, you said you just turned 50 in Cuba, which is fucking cool. Um, <laughs> but, um, I mean, that's that seems like a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm 40. Fuck all. I'm 42. I'm 42, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, man, You're right feel, behind uh, me, bro. I know. You're right behind me. And I'm, and I'm feeling... You know, uh, you know, I, I'm feeling exhausted just, you know, doing my bars and restaurants and stuff. And I'm like, you're on planes constantly. I mean, one flight from the yeah. West Coast to the East Coast for me, that knocks me out. It doesn't days. bother me. Yeah. I mean, because that's, that's the it's, part that's it's, rare. It's what I want. You know, so like I told you earlier today when you and I were just talking off air, I said, the only thing worse than being on the road. And by the way, being on the road is not bad. But the only thing worse than being on the road is being off the road. And that is a classic rock and roll star <laughs> statement. Like, like when you're on tour, 
all you want to do is get home. Right. And then when yeah. you're home, all you want to do is get back on tour. That's funny you say and that. And so even though I'm a national ambassador, I feel like I'm on a whiskey tour. And it's just... You're it's, on a 10-year whiskey tour, man. Well, 22 years, yeah. That's insane. Well, that's right, 10 years with Glenn Levitt, but Yeah, you're, you're 22 right. total. That's wild. I mean, it's... I love what I do, mate. When we were sitting there talking, yeah. we, we were both into the same music, man. And you've had some pretty fucking epic, like, rock and roll experiences, I man. Have, and, I have. like, yeah. you want to talk about somebody with, like, some, like, roll. good juju. Like, I mean, Elvis, fucking Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. We were talking about some maiden shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're, we're going to leave the podcast of whiskey right now, and we're going to get back to the nitty-gritty stuff. I've had a good life, man. I met Elvis Presley in 1974. Elvis picked me up in his arms and had me pick out a ruby red ring in a gold setting. And Elvis, like, Elvis said to me, why do you want that ring? And I said, because me and my brother and my cousin have the same rings, and I wanted Elvis Presley. I didn't know who the fuck Elvis Presley was, man. I was <laughs> four years old. I was like, some fat guy in a brown leather suit. Oh, right, yeah. This is, this but is I met Elvis, Elvis Presley in 1973. And then um, in 1982, I saw Ozzy Osbourne bite the bat's head off. In concert at the with show. Randy Rhodes. You were at the show. Oh, I was Randy at Rhodes. the show. I was 12 years old, 1982, saw Ozzy bite the bat's head off. And then so my that begs a few questions. Yeah. Right. Yes, so, like, on, first questions. off, you're 12. How in the hell did you get your parents to sign off on taking you to Dude, see Ozzy? Oh, you want to hear that? Story? So, my grandfather was a pastor, he was, he was a preacher. And I said, Grandpa, this is my neighbor, Stacy Steinick, uh, Stacy uh, Strauss. I said, Stacy, let's go to the Ozzy Osbourne concert. And I said, Grandpa, will you drive us to the Ozzy Osbourne concert? He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. So my grandfather, a pastor, drives me and my neighbor to the Ozzy Osbourne concert in 1982, Diary of a Madman. He bites the bat's head off. The next day in the um, uh, Des Moines Register newspaper says, Shock rocker Ozzy Osbourne bites the head off a bat. My grandfather goes, Ricky, get your little bum in here. Because he never said ass, right? He's like, get your bum in here. And I said, what? He goes, is this the heathen you went to see last night? I said, yeah, you drove me to the concert. He goes, he goes I did not allow you to see this guy. I said, Grandpa, I told you I was seeing Ozzy Osbourne. He goes, I heard Donny Osmond. <laughs> Donnie fucking Osmond. Seriously, man. He had to have just thought that, like, the fans have gone off the rails at this point. Like, looking around, like, me heavy metal parking lot. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Dude, not only did I see Ozzy butt the bat's head out, I saw Randy Rhodes. Randy that's, Rhodes. That's what I was going to say. Two that's... weeks before he died. Oh, that was that close? Two weeks before I guess I didn't realize the timing was that close on yeah. it, man. So he bit the bat's head off in Des Moines, Iowa. And then uh, the plane crash, which killed Randy, right. was two weeks later in Dubuque, Iowa. Wow, man. That's crazy. You live now in Hollywood? Uh, I do live in Hollywood. I mean, kind of, because you're traveling all the time. Well, so. Yeah. So I own a home in Hollywood, but I'm on the road constantly. It seems so appropriate, like, knowing you now, <laughs> like, that you're you, you at know, home in Hollywood. Is I, I was just at the Rainbow. I was at the Rainbow, or as we call it, the Bow. Yeah. In Hollywood. Yeah, okay. All right. Now I can seem like a local when I'm around. The bow. Yeah. It's uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen across America, whoever's listening to this broadcast, it is not called the Rainbow Room. 
The Rainbow on Sunset Boulevard is simply called The Bow. The Bow. The Rainbow Room is a place on the 32nd floor of uh, Rockefeller Center. Yeah, I was say, that's in New York. That's in New York is the Rainbow Room. That was room. where Dale DeGroff yeah. was. Yeah, Dale DeGroff <laughs> is in the Rainbow Room. So The Bow is where the Lemmy statue is. Uh, right, yeah, man. So I went in there for lunch the other day, and not only did I see Slash walking out of the restaurant, 20 minutes later, Ozzy walks out of the restaurant. And I'm like, Ozzy, and I got this big beard, and I have this long hair and a little cap on. And Ozzy's like, oh, hey, Rob. And he thought I was Rob Zombie. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> Rob Zombie, dude. <laughs> I'm just a fucking fan at this point. I'm not Rob Zombie. So then since then, I've cut my hair and I shaved my beard down. So. You should have just gone with the man. I, I was like, like, yeah, like, man. Yeah, Rob Zombie, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you want to go grab a beer? <laughs> <laughs> Did I just say motherfucker? Are you allowed to? I don't know. We're, we're going to cut that out. Right? Right? We're going to yeah. cut that out. It's all cut. It's all cut, man. Yeah. So you've been with Glenn Levitt for 10 years, man. You're out. You're doing a thing. You're getting ready to do an event. Like, when you do your master of Scotch spiel, I mean, you're out educating. Like, what we talked about in the beginning. We were talking about yeah. the ambassador and how that has been redefined. But, like, what you're doing is kind of what I look for in an ambassador, which is, like, I want to walk away from it understanding a hell of a lot more than I knew before. Yeah. Like, you know, and a lot of our listeners, like I said, we have bartenders that listen to us, we have servers that listen to us, but we also have people that are home. And I think it's like the wine world. Everybody's afraid, right? So you just order, you reach for the bottle that you recognize, right? Like, I mean, my wife's Thai, so everywhere in Asia, it's always Johnny Walker, Johnny Walker, Johnny Walker, all over Asia. Right. Um, and I feel like, you know, people are just, oh, I recognize that label, I'm going to yeah. grab that. Not yeah. that it's a bad product, but you just, you grab what no, you know. No, it's not a bad product but, at all. Right, it's but a you, beautiful product. You grab what you know. And so, like, to get people, like you said, just taste, 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 taste. But there are other little tricks. I mean, so, like, I mean, you said the single malt is, you know, kind of one instrument of the orchestra. Then you've got the full orchestra or the full symphony. So Johnny Walker is such a global brand, and everybody recognizes the name. But the thing is, is people forget, Chivas Regal is also a global brand. Oh, look, it's a global we just, brand. We just had Kevin Francis sit down and join us. What's up, Kev? How's it going? Hey, welcome, man. <laughs> I've been, uh, Kev so, Kevin's I, I, one of my, uh, he's my guy that I always go to metal shows with here locally. Yeah, like, so <laughs> I, I do want to say one thing about Kevin is like, so coming to Indianapolis uh -oh. as a master of scotch or a national ambassador. <laughs> Still your seat. This guy, Kevin, right here. I, uh, I often question myself, why am I even here? Because your knowledge is so thick. Your knowledge is so strong on all the brands at Pernod Ricard. I applaud you. I applaud you for being an icon within Indianapolis and your market. And I think you're you're fantastic, dude. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. you. Know, so, so like, I, I've been, study, I've been studying this stuff for 22 years, and I hear the stuff. Can I say shit? You can say shit. I hear the shit that you comes out of motherfucker like 10 I minutes hear, ago. And I, I just say motherfucker. Like, 10 minutes ago, I was like, motherfucker. Like, can I say shit on this? So, so Kevin is so dialed in on the brands here in Indianapolis that like when I'm not here, I'm only here maybe once a year. Kevin, dude, you're awesome. And I really love the knowledge that you have. And to answer your question about the difference between Johnny Walker and Chivas Regal and popularities of brands, I want to hear your take. 
He's seriously, wow. he's going to be my new no, co-host, I, man. I, I want to hear your take. He's like, really good Because everybody knows Johnny Walker Red, Johnny Walker uh, Black Label. You got Gold Label, Blue Label. But when Chivas Regal starts to step into the arena with Chivas 18 Gold Signature and Chivas Regal 12-year-old, like, like, your question was, how do we compare? How do we compare? And how do we make choices? These? Like, if we're going to hit a liquor store, yeah. like, you know. It's all about you marketing know and about, about presence. I'm not present in your market. You're present all the time. And your presence is what makes the difference. So one of the things that uh, has been very beneficial with me is uh, having the opportunity to try everything and anything. Uh, this goes back to when I started in the industry. Trying everything and everything. And yeah. that's helped. And I think what consumers need to do is they need to go outside of their comfort zone. and try something that is not ordinary. Uh, so we're talking about Johnny Walker and we're not bashing brands by any means. But Johnny Walker is one of those brands, uh, I think Glenn Livett's in that brand as well, that has outperformed, global. global, but that has outperformed itself outside the category that it's in. The other, the other brands you could throw in there would be Crown Royal. It's no longer viewed as a Canadian whiskey. Jameson is no longer viewed as an Irish whiskey. Jack is no longer viewed as a, uh, a Tennessee whiskey. Jim is no longer viewed as a bourbon. It's just, you know it as Crown. You know it as Jameson. You know, you know it, as, Jack. it as the brand. You know it as itself. Jim. You know it as Johnny Walker. With a brand like Chivas, I don't think consumers know it as Chivas yet. With well, something like Mizunara. Keep in mind, Chivas Regal established in 1801. True. Johnny Walker established in 1820. True. So honestly, when you talk about the establishment of the company, Chivas Regal established 19 years or 18 years, I guess. Uh, yeah. We don't, don't we don't math. I, I don't math. <laughs> 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 uh, bottom line is this is I think there's a big overlook on the popularity of blended scotch whiskey. Amen to that. And I think we need to go back to the basics and start reviewing and revisiting blended scotch whiskey. Because as we were talking about music, music is an orchestra, music is a symphony, music is a four-piece quartet or a five-piece metal band. It's not the same if you only have one instrument. It's all about the multiple instruments. The Stuart's Priest with only one guitar player. What Amen. the hell is that? <laughs> Come on. Oh, Arthur's here. Have I told you guys that in my car, when the radio's off, I've been hearing Judas Priest? Yeah. When the radio's off? No, the radio's off. I've been hearing, I've been hearing a lot of things lately. Um, and there's worse things. Oh no no, it's cool, but I, I like I really had to like, and I could hear it from my porch. So my car's over there. I'm off. gonna get you a bumper sticker that says Rob Halford is my co-pilot. I've been a priest fan. I've been a priest <laughs> fan since Kevin. I was a child. I've been a priest <laughs> fan since I was a child. But I'm gonna ask your listeners to this podcast. Apart from Rob Halford, how many players in Judas Priest can you name outside? No, I'm not asking you. I'm asking your listeners. All right. So this is a mental thought. Apart from Rob Halford, outside of Judas Priest, how many people can you name in that band other than Rob Halford? Name them. I'm not asking you. It's not a quiz. <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's not a, a trivia question. A We're all raising our hands. Like, hold on. Hold on. Got it. There's, there's so many things that I know you love, just like Chivas Regal. You love Chivas Regal, but apart from Strathyla, what are the other players? 
Longmore. Longmore. Tormore. Tormore. Uh, Braval. And, uh, and I just learned the name today. Huh? Outside of Braval? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's Longmorn, there's Strathila, there's uh, uh, Braval, there's Tormor, uh, yeah, and not Bunahabin, but of course, um, uh, uh, Altavanye. 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 Yeah. So those are the band members in Chivas Regal, but everybody only knows one lead singer, which is our Strathila, or our Rob Halford, if you will. Learn the members of your band. <laughs> this is what we need a whole episode. We, this is what we, we talked about earlier. We were talking about like pairing metal with, with scotch. Now we, what we really need to do is like go with that. Like next time we, we have you back on, man, we're gonna have like we're gonna we'll go through scotch and we like. Assign the lead singers or, 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 or the band I, members. I, mean, I feel so ashamed be, that I stuttered on Altavanye. There could be like a, 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 a slash, you know, like a, there is a, a there lead is guitar a player that is, is not quite in every blend. There's a slash. <laughs> well, man, I know you guys have a huge event getting oh, ready dude, to go on. And like we already, we already have a gallery yeah. around us. Yes. Yeah. Now, what is it? Uh, what and we, we have guest hosts and we have. Yeah, like, how about that? In fact, I'm not even sure that this is Shift Drink anymore. It's now like the Kevin. And, and Rick show. Um, so <laughs> Arthur and I, uh, oh, we're retiring as of today. Um, Shift Drink is now being turned over to Kevin's <laughs> Shift turning over the keys. Now <laughs> turned <laughs> into, <laughs> turning over the keys. I'm hanging out on Bumble. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so if you guys are still with us, congratulations. Uh, but apart from that, you can find me on Instagram at Single Malt Rick. Single, is that R-I-C-K? Yeah. All Single right. Malt Rick on Instagram. Are you, what is like your website or anything? We're, we're Shift Drink Podcast. Your Shift Drink Podcast? Yeah. And you can find us on Instagram. And, and, is that and, Instagram uh, as well? Yeah, we'll get you. We'll get a picture yeah. of your, our, you know, we're, sexy Glenn We're going to post uh, a picture of all the, of us the assholes. Model. <laughs> yeah. Before we let you go, we do have to know, because you do drink, uh, we, as we discussed, alcohol every day, or there's got to be hangovers occasionally. Uh, yeah. Do you have a hangover cure, man? Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys. With scotch. With, which we call a bloody bastard. Makes sense. I was like, it's it a can't bloody be Mary of Scotch is called a bloody. What the fuck is that? What? <laughs> Handle oh, Barindy.com. What is that? Oh, man, these like trolling. It's like a fucking, pedal. Yeah, it's like a what pedal. What the hell am I looking at, Indiana? Oh, man. Yeah, they're terrible. Clog up traffic. All right. I don't know what happened today. Thank you for This my was fun, jerk. though. This was this fucking was a awesome. Great circle jerk. Um, if Arthur's still with us and not no, become Arthur's one gone. with the universe Arthur's by next time, coming. we'll be back. No, man, I got, I've, I've, Art's I've still got here. Too, honestly, I, I, I have way too many things to do on a serious note. Once I get some sleep, things will probably slow down a little bit within my head. And honestly, if, if they don't, I'm totally fine with it because I would stay at this speed the rest of my life in light of uh, all the, the instances of brilliance that I've been getting. Um, there's some cool shit coming up ahead. You guys say tune till next week. Maybe I'll tell you about combo. Maybe I'll tell you the meaning of life. I don't know. And I really wish I remembered what the fuck I forgot because it was really cool. <laughs> but That's going to go on the next shirt of like so we have the first Arthur Black shirt that says I remember what I forgot. Excessively mean and vulgar. I remember then, what I forgot. <laughs> I wish I could remember what I forgot. For all of you that are still listening, Man, we cannot thank you enough for still listening. <laughs> hey, gentlemen, slancha. 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 <laughs>
Everybody, turn your radios off. Pay attention to the traffic. Use your turn signals. Can I say that? You can say that. Use your bloody turn signals. <laughs> Too many people in America don't use their turn signals. Thank you. Good night. Like